Today on the news and why it matters, the Trump transcript was released. We have that and an interesting discussion we will get into. Get your popcorn ready. It starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Glenn Beck. Yes. So glad you're here for today. Oh my gosh, today is a day that will... This is, this is a quote from Chris, Chris Cuomo. This is a date that will live in... Inf well, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't he really me. said that? Oh, he really said that. He really oh said my that. gosh. Yeah, so. uh, Gear. Hello, yes. welcome Hi. back. Thank you. I was actually here, but I missed the AM and PM on my clock, so no one else was. <laughs> oh, mm -hmm. huh. Yeah, Seems kind of dumb. Yeah, well, everyone makes to, mistakes. To show you how crazy the news cycle is, when he left, they were still talking about impeaching Kavanaugh. <gasps> yeah. Okay, it oh, hadn't wow. been exposed that that whole thing was a joke and just a, a horrible source from the New York Times. And now we're on. And now on we're on another source that seems to be a joke of all time. This one's real. Yeah. It's real this time. And this time we're talking about impeaching somebody else. It was one week ago. That's insane. That's incredible. Uh, and also welcome. Double dose of uh, Jason Howerton here from uh, Blaze Media. So before we get into the conversation, we want to thank our sponsor, iTunes. Target Pro. Glenn, um, you always talk about the importance of dry firing. Yeah, um, I, I am uh, somebody who likes to shoot. Uh, my son and I, um, we have competition when we go out and shoot. My whole family loves to shoot. My daughter, she has cerebral palsy. And one of the things that she loves, the her favorite thing to do is to shoot, but she's been having uh, seizures lately, and so she hasn't felt comfortable holding on to a gun, but this is a great way for her to practice, for a great way for us to practice, because you're not wasting any bullets, and they're really expensive. I mean, going to the range and really having a day at the range can cost you a lot of money. Um, this is a way for you to have trigger control, this is a way for you to practice at home, um, in the safety of your home, with the safety of nothing being in your gun, uh, and it's really, really price effective. Yeah, it pays for itself really quickly. You can go like to- one session. Yeah, yeah, itargetpro.com. Get 10% off plus free shipping if you use promo code NEWS. That is itargetpro.com. Uh, so, mm -hmm. gentlemen, the mm -hmm. Trump transcript was released. I believe we have, we all have copies of it uh, mm -hmm. on the table. Mm -hmm. uh, Glenn, mm. impeachment. Obviously, it's very clear in this transcript I live that in, President Trump... I, I swear to you, I, I live in a different world. I came from a different planet than this one. <laughs> because I watched CNN last night for the first time in a year and a half, and I swear to you, I would have rather gone to Vietnam. <laughs> it, I am so post-traumatic stress syndrome after watching <laughs> one hour of Chris Cuomo. I would have rather served in Vietnam, been napalmed. I would have rather been that little naked kid running down the street <laughs> than have to watch another second of Chris Cuomo. Do I have permission to superimpose your head on social? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you Running down. <laughs> uh, it is. That was me last night after watching an hour of that. It's insane what they're doing. And Stu was talking just before we went on the air of the insane things they're doing to take this transcript, which actually shows the president asking for a favor. You know what the favor is? To finish the Mueller report. 
He's like, look, this Mueller report was a joke. It ended in nothing. But I need you to look into CrowdStrike. And I warn you, I think some of the people around you are part of that. What is CrowdStrike? CrowdStrike is the, the group that we found out later was operating for the Russians in Ukraine that helped hack the DNC. So he's, he's doing Mueller's job. Yeah. He's doing Mueller's job. And they're even taking that out of context today. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Stu, I want you to walk us through kind of what this says, would you? And then mm -hmm. we can get into okay. the media's reaction and the media's coverage of it. Yeah, I mean, the beginning and the end don't have much of anything. Right. They're just kind of, I mean. Hello, congrats. It's, it's very kind of complimentary. Yes, they're, they're, they're falling all over each other. They're two, it uh, is, it's <laughs> like Boris Johnson and Donald Trump. There's another little clone. My you know. favorite part is when, when the Zelensky says, uh, yes, you're absolutely right. Not only 100% right, but actually 1,000%. <laughs> did you notice he also said he's going to have the best people? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to surround myself with just the best people, the oh, most yeah. competent. Just he said like drain you. the swamp. He's yeah. saying all like the little catchphrases. And look, we all know this is a strategy from foreign leaders with Donald Trump. Like They know that he likes to, to get praised. And we're, and, we're America. Okay, uh, let's be, let's and, be honest. And you should be praising minute, us, right? Like, yeah, but, but wait a minute. <laughs> What's crazy is these people don't speak English as their first language no and the press and the democrats can't figure out what they figured out no i know just say you're terrific right. you're terrific yes <laughs> but i mean one thing that they do get into this he asks a favor he talks about crowd strike he talks about that they go over that a little bit where the the U ukrainian president covers that then he comes back and says look i also want to talk to you about your prosecutor and biden's son so it's a separate thing and it's and, and the way the media is summarizing it however is no, step one, I want you to do a favor for me. Step two, can you look into Biden? And to give you a, an idea, just visually here, if you're in, uh, this uh, right here is I would like you to do us a favor. It's the very top of page three. You have to go through all this text where he just explains that the entire response. And then the next paragraph where at the very end is when, when this happens. Someone uh, on Twitter was saying it's over 500 words they're omitting about a totally different topic to make it look like the favor is uh, that he wants Biden to the be investigated. The favor is... Can you help us find the server? Because we think the server that has all of the DNC stuff on it is still within your midst, maybe in your circle of influence. Mm -hmm. So can you look into that? That's very important to us. The president is asking to rescue the DNC server for them because all they concentrated on was him, not what actually happened. Yeah. And look, I am not a guy who wakes up every day and thinks Trump has all of the most pure intentions on everything that he does. Uh, I do not look at this and say, well, Trump is just super concerned about Ukrainian corruption when he wakes up in the morning and he just had to make sure he mentioned it. Do I think that Trump uh, was looking for something ab about Joe Biden here? Yeah. And is it the most is it the prettiest thing you've ever seen from a politician? I would I would argue no. However, his his interest would align here with American interests in that if the vice president of the United States is doing something shady and corrupt, it's great that we'd have resources to find out about I it. I want to make it really clear because they keep saying that Joe Biden has done no wrong. Criminally speaking, that's accurate. Mm -hmm. what, what, what we are saying that Joe Biden did, not only in Ukraine, but in China, and China may be different because they were actually selling equipment that was not supposed to leave the United States to China for their stealth bombers. Um, but in Ukraine, Joe Biden, that we know of, didn't do anything illegal. It's just so unbelievably grotesque and unethical that if Americans actually knew what he and his son were doing, it's a crime family. 
Do you know what the problem for me is, though? It's not even, there might be an email or something that, like, uh, exonerates Joe completely. He did nothing wrong and nothing was shady. My problem is they don't give a damn enough to look. To well, the well, media to, to report on it, to not treat it the same way as, as, as this, which Trump's like, okay, here's, here's the evidence, do your worst, and then they prove them right by putting dot, dot, dot between 500 words. But meanwhile, this story gets almost no play. Well, yeah, because to your point, I mean, you know, it, Joe Biden didn't make the association between uh, his son and what happened in Ukraine. But he did, Stu, as I heard you point out on radio this morning, he did admit on camera, we have the footage, we can play it, uh, he admitted to putting pressure on, uh, on the Ukraine officials and withholding money. Right. Using his political influence, his political power to do that. Let's actually let's play that real quick. I'm desperately concerned about the backsliding on the part of uh, uh, Kiev in terms of corruption. They made I mean, I'll, I'll give you one concrete example. I, I, I was not I, I, but it just happened to be that was the assignment I got. See, I, I, was I got all the good ones. Uh, this didn't come from me. And uh, so I got Ukraine and uh, um, I remember going over convincing our team, our brothers, <coughs> to convincing us that we should be providing another, for another guarantee. I mean, he I knows over, he's on dangerous ice. I guess the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and uh, and I was going supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee, and I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to the press conference. Said, "No, nah. I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars. No, we're not." Mm -hmm. They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." Then all of a sudden, I said, "I'm I telling said, you, you're not him. getting the billion dollars." I said, "You're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here." And I think it was what six hours. I looked. I said, "I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money." Oh, son of a. <laughs> got fired, and okay. they put in place someone who was solid at the time. Now, this is the point, the exact opposite point that this phone call makes with Donald Trump. I don't know if this guy was solid or this guy was a crook. I don't know which side was right here, but it, it, it works really well to look at, did the vice president do that because of his son or did the vice president do that because um, he really felt that there was corruption and the White House wanted it cleared up? Or did he do it knowing that doing the thing that was in the country's best interest would also be in his best interest? Right. I mean, yeah, what's different about this? Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, I had some people pushing back on me on because on, I posted this today. If you really look at what they're accusing Trump of, not what he's admitted to, because he has not admitted to this. But what you're accusing Trump of is he was using quid pro quo to hold back money because he wanted to get some outcome in Ukraine. It's exactly what he just admitted to there. Biden actually did do it, and he's on camera doing it. A billion dollars. Yeah, and the pushback from some was, look, you know, Biden was acting uh, essentially aligned with U.S. well-defined interests in Ukraine, and Trump is doing it on his own behalf for his own benefit. Well, it's like, well, it, it, there's a very natural thing, and it's, and it's, not, it, it's, it's not just people in the media, but a lot of people are doing it. Um, there's a natural thing here that keeps affecting this conversation, which is to dismiss the potentially positive uh, outcomes and uh, thoughts of Donald Trump and dismiss the negative ones of someone like Joe Biden. So, like, 
if you dismiss that Biden also happened to be aligned with his son's best interests, if you dismiss that and you dismiss the fact that there's obvious interest in the president of the United States knowing if there was corrupt dealings going on with a foreign nation, if you dismiss both of those, well, then, yeah, you're right. They are different. But you can't dismiss both of those. Just like we can't. I'm not saying I, I led this with I'm not saying Biden did anything criminal. It's grotesque. And I think the laws should be changed. But he's not going to jail over this. Neither is his son. But it is worth having a conversation. We lost one point eight billion dollars. It went to an oligarch, a really nasty guy, the guy who owns the bank, the the, the national bank in Ukraine. He also runs uh, Baris, uh, Barisma, which is, is that how you say it? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the natural gas company where Joe Biden's son was working. Now, wait a minute. And was being investigated by this prosecutor. By, by the prosecutor, because Joe Biden came and said, we're going to give you $1.8 billion to, um, uh, to enhance your natural gas exploration. Well, that's great. That's Joe Biden's sons on that on that gig right there. You must have missed the ten part New York Times expose where they went through all the details and the mm-hmm. transactions, and they they cleared, yeah they cleared separated it. that. Sure, they did. Mm-hmm. So then he's giving that money. We gave our tax dollars one point eight to a bank. That money went away. That money is in offshore accounts. Nobody knows where that money went. Do you think that we should have a prosecutor look at? That transaction, whether Joe Biden is involved or not, we should get down to the bottom of it. They stole $1.8 billion from us. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big heist. Does anybody care? Yeah. It's election season. That's a great point. I know. I, well, I did also hear... Well, we hear, weren't talking about it during election season, so maybe that helps. <laughs> Interesting. I yeah. did also hear uh, Ben Shapiro point out, you know, it, depending on how you're looking at it, you could read this and say that uh, Zelensky was the one who was trying to yes. give quid pro quo, who was trying to... I mean, you know, they're both buttering each other up, right? Yeah. He's trying to butter him up. He's the one who brings up, we wanted to drain the swamp. He's the one who, you know, brings up the ambassadors and stuff like that. So depending on how you're looking at it and your bias uh, that you're yeah. that you're coming from, you could say that he's the one who who offered to do that type but of isn't thing. Isn't it also the the money was paid and there's nothing and, came of like so what and there, we well and there's no right? threat to hold the money right. unless like, he does X Y Z. There's right. no but threat. He did anymore. hold the money until Congress said, "Hey, we should look into this. Why are you holding this money?" I mean, but he, but he gives what, a different reason even in here. He we, says, yeah. "I don't think we we should be paying this much. I think our European nations should be contributing. I think the United and States is paying fine, too much." Uh, except yeah. that Donald Trump gave another explanation the next day, which was different. Well, he because, he lies. because he's Donald Trump. Right. He's Trump. Lies and politicians use leverage right on yeah. political on their on on world leaders right like this has always been the case look we may find like much more evidence in a smoking gun and all of these big things that are always promised as as every one of these document releases come out the bottom line though is stepping back from whether this is a good moment for trump or whether it was a good moment for biden because people are like well if, if you think it was biden who did something bad then you must think trump did something bad well yeah kind of like i don't think any of this is great mm-hmm. um it's it's kind of what i expect out of politicians right. but does it rise to the level of impeachment and to me the answer is at this point clearly, clearly no you guys have an election coming up in what 15 months 
This is not, these are not the actions of a party who is confident in victory. Well, remember, they, they announced impeachment before the transcript came out yep. and yes. before the whistleblower has testified. Right. Yes. Don't you yeah. want to at least wait until like the first yeah. a- The whistleblower said that Trump brought this up, brought Rudy Giuliani's name up eight times. He didn't. Mm. It was mentioned twice. And the first time was from Zelensky. Um, he also said there was a promise made. There's no promise made. Yeah. Why are Unless we waiting with right, bated yeah. breath to hear what else this liar says? Well, there's also the uh, inspector general apparently found that the whistleblower has a bias in favor of a rival candidate. They're not Shocker. sharing. Yeah, they're yeah. not sharing Look. which rival candidate it is. But it's like, no, no kidding. And this really? is what's so interesting politically on this, because, you know, We all learned, I think, after going through the Mueller investigation, if we would just wait and not jump and spend every moment of our time chasing every little lead every single day, at the end of the day, you'll get all the information and you can make a rational determination on what happened. The same thing is largely true here, but it's also interesting at the difference of approach from Democrats who are rushing before any information is out to impeachment, where before they waited and waited and waited for this thing to come come out. I mean, Pelosi has completely switched tactics here. And I don't know why. I don't really understand why. I mean, we kind of went over some of the options today, and maybe we'll have time to get into that. But that is a really notable, notable part of this. She has, who is the firewall against impeachment through all of the Mueller stuff, with all of those leaks, many of them were much bigger than this, at least the promise of them. Here we come with no information, and she's willing to jump onto the impeachment bandwagon immediately before you, seeing the transcript that is only 24 hours away. It's I want you to recognize that last week they were doing this with Kavanaugh because of the New York Times and an, a source that was discredited. This week, same story, different impeachment, different person, different reason. They should all go back and watch The Post because they all think they're going to be Woodward and Bernstein the, the editor, Bradley, would have pulled their esophagus out. They would have had their ankles pulled out through their mouth if they would have done this back uh, with, the, with the Washington Post in those days. You don't run with stories like this. They don't care. Yeah. They don't care. Back in a minute. They found their criminal. They just haven't found the crime yet. That's true. it. It's so That's true. It. Before we get back into the conversation, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. Um, a lot of us here at the studio have had a lot of success with Relief Factor. Glenn, I think yours is, was the most extreme case, though. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, but I you... know so I, we get letters from people all the time that are in the same thing. We were just funny. We were just talking about bacon with brown sugar and maple I, syrup. It's is, so good. What does you that cook it, to... and then you put it in the oven with yeah, but... some... Because, as you said... <laughs> You just have major inflammation problems in your body. <laughs> you just have major inflammation problems. And that's where really we get most of our pain that causes most of the trouble, and that's what Relief Factor fights. So if you want that, if you want the best bacon you've ever had, <laughs> cook it, put it in the oven, put brown sugar on it and maple syrup. Just And then pop a Relief Factor right oh, there. Then, yeah, just, <laughs> you'll be eating Relief Factor like If you are a bacon lover, you got to get Relief Factor in your life. It's a new slogan right there. We're coining it. Uh, You get their their three-week quick start pack for $19.95. You can go to relieffactor.com or you can call 800-500-8384. Glenn, you mentioned before the break uh, just how poor the reporting has become because they just want so badly to, uh, to find a crime that Donald Trump has committed. They found it's important. They have found their criminal. Mm -hmm. They just have to find the crime. 
for anybody who says, I've got nothing to hide, when you live in a totalitarian society or one where fairness and justice does not prevail, uh, they will find a crime. Eventually, they'll find a crime, and they'll get people to believe that you are a criminal. And that's exactly what they've done to Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to bring up a a funny uh, screenshot of CNN's breaking news before we move on to a really interesting poll on how Americans might feel about this impeachment. But breaking news. Do they? CNN source. Yeah, do they have a second source on this? I Give don't know. me a second source on the president <laughs> not wanting to be impeached. Yeah, for you podcast listeners, it literally says CNN source, Trump does not want to be impeached. Breaking news. Breaking wow. news. So that's Stunning development. Yeah, journalism over mm-hmm. at CNN. Uh, so there was a, a Monmouth poll that was done, that was released last month. So it'll be interesting to see how this changes. But even just last month, uh, a majority of registered voters by nearly two to one already oppose impeachment. So um, the most significant figures are concerning independent voters and voters in swing counties because, you know, non-white. Yeah, exactly. And then so the top three reasons are they feel Trump has done nothing wrong. They believe the measure would be a waste of time and money and that the endeavor is a witch hunt. Can you imagine them changing their minds after this latest episode, Glenn? Uh, Yeah, because they are addicted to their insanity. They really, truly believe this time we got it. But do you see, I mean, the the voters who just said, yeah, we oppose impeachment because you guys are taking it too far. No, certainly they're not going to change their minds now. If Donald Trump doesn't react more presidential in the coming months... He, it's going to hurt him and only going to hurt him because they're going to put him in the same category. They're going to look at these two parties and they're going to go, these guys are exactly the same. I hate Pelosi. I hate Ocasio-Cortez. And I hate the president because he's just he just is poking at them back. He needs to stand up and say, enough is enough. Yeah. Enough is enough. They have accused me of everything. It's time I go back to the work for the American people. And I would suggest that Congress does the same thing because people sent us here to fix this country, not to bicker and argue and accuse and make up lies and try to get me impeached. He would he would rally the country around. He'd rally the independents around. But he has to remain an adult. Stu, do you agree? I mean, there's obviously no chance of that, right? Like, that's just not, I mean, I don't mean that even as an insult. It's the part of the job he likes the most, right? He loves fighting with the media. He loves getting in these battles. And the fact that he doesn't want to be impeached, well, he doesn't want to lose, but he likes this battle, I think. I think he likes the fact that they're coming out. And I think it it does harden his base. Um, And if you look at those polls, an impeachment inquiry, there's a reason why Nancy Pelosi didn't want to go along with it for for two years. It is not popular. It's not one of those things. I mean, unless you have something crystal clear, and this isn't that, at least at this point, maybe we'll find out something more at some point. I'm willing to look at all the information. But I mean, you can't read this and be like, oh, God, open and shut case on impeachment. It's insanity. You know, there's kind of a varying view of what impeachment should be, right? Like there is a sort of the, I mean, Justin Amash is on the bandwagon of basically like, look, you know, if, if the president does a lot of things that are against uh, you know, the public morals and the public, the, the way we expect a president to, to act, you should impeach him. And then there's like the Alan Dershowitz take, which is basically like you almost never impeach someone unless it's super duper serious and clear. And like, I tend to lean more towards the Dershowitz way, not all the way to Dershowitz, but like more towards that way. I think you need something pretty cut and dried here to overturn an American election. 
And the fact that there is another one right around the corner makes this even more insane. Let the people choose, right? right? Like if someone gets elected, like Nixon's a great example, right? Nixon goes through, he, he wins the election with all this stuff going on and he starts the new term and they're like, wait a minute, we're getting new information. It seems like a sensible use of impeachment, right? You have something pretty clear cut um, and it, 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 it's, it's timed right. It's, it's a point of like, okay, well, he won and the, the information the people got to make their decision may have been flawed, right? So you can understand that. Here is a case where they elected this person. They knew what Donald Trump was. They knew how he talked. We knew how he acted. The fact that you just want to overturn it because you think that there's, well, we don't like it anymore. It's what they're doing it, it, with Brexit. Yeah. yeah it's the exactly. same thing. Yeah. All right. Back in a minute. They think they know better. Yep. I watched, I watched um, uh, the prime minister come out. Hey, we've uh, got more coming up in overtime. Don't forget, if you have not already gone to subscribe, you got to go to blazetv.com. You can use promo code NEWS for $10 off of your annual subscription. That's when the real fun starts, though. You're missing out if you don't go there. blazetv.com, promo code NEWS. I'm going to be talking uh, gender-inclusive dolls. Ooh, nice. Thank God. Yeah, finally someone's doing it. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. testifying on all of this, the vaping, the e-cigarettes ban, and things got a little tense. Watch. You call yourself a converted conservative and reformed Marxist? Are you a conspiracy theorist? I I think my politics are entirely irrelevant to this hearing. Oh, okay. Why were you winking at one of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle? You winked. Because I know Glenn Grothman. Oh, that's what it... So the winking... Did he... He introduced me. He's a friend of mine. Okay, I understand. I didn't know what the winking was, because I thought maybe there was something like a conspiracy thing going on there. I didn't know. You think there's a conspiracy in this (laughs) hearing, ma'am? No. I actually think (laughs) people are speaking truth here, and you can provide information. May I... May I address the truth? No, no, no. no. Uh, well, the truth to you is very different for the majority of people in this room. Oh, there's something just adorable about a person who thinks they're smarter than everyone else while at the same time is dumber than everyone else. Like, that is like, that's a really adorable thing. Did you see what happened, though? Are you a conspiracy theorist? Is there a conspiracy going on? Do you think there's a conspiracy going on? No, I didn't say no, that. No, I didn't what? say that. I didn't right. say that, but why are you she winking? Presents, here's this conspiracy. Yes. Like, your winking means something. Yeah. But you're working with someone and, on the panel. And like, keep in mind, this is an entire conspiracy <laughs> right after that. This isn't about Trump. This is about vaping. Yes. Yeah. Like, what? why are we getting so worked up and calling people conspiracy theorists about vaping? I and don't know. You could see it, like, viscerally. She She's either amped up on caffeine or something else and yeah. just so ready yeah, to just very, unload. And I, and I look, I mean, you know, I know a lot of people uh, love Donald Trump, but it's I, the vaping thing is a much more serious issue, honestly, with actual outcomes and that like the vaping thing 
is a potential health benefit for 500,000 people a year die from cigarettes. Uh, so this is potentially a huge, huge benefit. Potentially, right? Like, I mean, you know, I know some people don't agree with that analysis, but I very much strongly on that bandwagon. Besides that, we know that what Rashida Tlaib believes is not true and that she said in that same hearing that secondhand smoke is more dangerous than direct smoking of cigarettes. Very scientific. Which is a completely insane thing to say, <laughs> and she's getting no criticism over it I didn't even hear that all. she said it. Yeah, she did. Exactly. How is that possible? Like, this conspiracy thing is a, is a weird moment. Yeah. Um, and it's a very, it shows that she's very strange. Like, she's a very strange uh, person, I think, just from judging from her public behavior. But, like, the idea that someone could be on that, on that account, uh, 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 you know, on the board committee. there. Committee, thank you. Um, trying to talk about the seriousness of the vaping problem when she thinks that secondhand smoke <laughs> is more dangerous than direct smoking of cigarettes. It, like, you should just, that's one of those things that they should just be like, ah, I didn't, we didn't think you were going to say that. You can't be on the committee anymore. <laughs> like, that's just so dumb. You're not allowed in the room. Do, do you know what this shows me every time is <laughs> we, I, I don't think this, but I think a lot of people think mm. that. You sound like a conspiracy theorist The now. people who we elect to Congress <laughs> yes. are somehow smarter and, and more qualified. Yeah, it's a rational belief, you yeah, think. It, but you, they're not. They're but I, just but unintelligent people But was there a time when sometimes. they were? I feel well, like there was the a founding, time, right? Well, right. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, yes, but I feel like even, you know, in recent history, surely there was a time where they were. Right, but today, it's yeah. just gone down. No offense to bartenders, but the fact that, that a 20, whatever, oh, six. Offense year, to bartenders. 26-year-old bartender from New York can all of a sudden be live streaming well, and dictating policy is a little scary because clearly she has no like actual intelligence on the actual <laughs> policies themselves. Right, and I think like it's one thing to, like, you could be a representative and not have direct experience. Like you don't need to work your way up to right. the government. I, you know, we'll give right. example yeah. of, of the president of the United States who was a reality <laughs> show host until very recently. Sure. Um, you know, I don't, and that's the thing. Like we currently are having, our main battles in this country are fought between a guy who is a reality show host and a person who's a bartender very recently. I don't know that that's the best way to approach uh, all of these issues. But like if you're going to be on a committee about the science of a particular issue, it would be at least beneficial to understand the arguments surrounding it, right? Like, like, you like read the first line, like direct smoking is bad. Yeah, right. Just read like, the yeah, first yeah, line yeah, of your report. First, of all these things, yeah. this is going to be, and that's the whole argument with vaping, right? It's not that it's completely harmless. It's just that it's a lot less harmless than direct cigarette smoking, which is what people usually, you don't start, like going from not smoking at all to vaping is a bad change. Going from smoking to vaping is a good change. Uh, that, is, uh, that is the thing. And I, I think that like, the idea that she thinks that secondhand smoke, which, I mean, when you look at just statistically, I mean, it, John Stossel's done stuff on this before. When you look at the statistics around secondhand smoke, like, it is, there is an increase uh, of the danger if, you, if you're consuming secondhand smoke full stop. Yes. However, right. the increase is not like you picture it in your mind where like you walk into a, a restaurant and you sniff it three times and you have cancer. Like it's not even remotely close to it. It's like a very small incremental increase in your chances of getting cancer. That doesn't mean you should do it, right? Like we should try to do the things that make us avoid having cancer. I think that's probably a good well, idea. Well, it's too bad because basically everything gives us cancer. Uh, right. So I mean, that is, that's know? where we are in this world, How right? How do we get ourselves worked up into these frenzies so quickly? Is it, is it media? Like just reporting? Like just so quickly, I feel like we went from like Nothing to, like, having hearings on vaping. I'm like... Right. I mean, look, nine people in the history of vaping have died. Mm-hmm. Nine. Now, all, almost, they keep uh, saying wait, wait, almost. Wait, wait, wait. The, mm-hmm. 
uh, statistic that we need to know is that 100% yes. of vapors mm-hmm. are douches. Well, that's very, very oh, I think that's very that likely. Uh, very likely. I don't know. That, I've not done <laughs> the statistical polling on that. Um, uh, although I have heard that statistic quoted many times. I do not vape, by the way. I'm douche for many other reasons, but not that one. Um, I, you know, it's one of those things where um, nine people have died. Um, they keep saying almost all, but I believe the the actual real fact is all people have died from off-brand models yeah. imported from the black market using THC and other things that are not supposed to be used with, uh, you know, t- traditional commercial vaping pens. Like, it is just not what it is. Like, it's not, it is, it's one of these things that's turned into a moral panic. It's turned into one of these things that is freaking everybody out. And, like, it's one of those issues that legitimately has the possibility of actually helping people. A lot of people have quit going through the vaping window. Even if you vape for till the end of time, chances are you're, 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 you've reduced it, your risk and the continuum like by a significant like, amount. Like, okay, yeah. you ban them, nine people live. In how theory, many, but in theory, how many people die because they smoke? What, right? right, like right. it's like five hundred thousand a year. We never get right. to that like rational well, part. And again, now we're getting kind of deep into the vaping thing. But you this are. One, I, I am, wasn't expecting. I know, but like deep thoughts. Here's the thing: the issue with the vaping, right, are off-market, black market, off things like imported from different countries and everything. It's not like the jewels of the world that you go into the grocery store and get. It's not that at all. It hasn't been that at. So what you're saying, so, if, if you're a vaping you were, elitist, right. you're fine. If, yes, That's what exactly. you're telling us. Exactly. Okay. And, and the issue here is children, right? Like a lot of children are, can't get the jewel mm-hmm. at, the gross, at the convenience store. So they're buying off-brand things. They're buying it from essentially drug dealers who are importing hundreds of thousands of these things and selling them to minors. This is not jewel or any other big company's responsibility. It's just not. It's just not. However, let's just play this out in our heads for a moment. If the issue is a black market problem, right? And our answer is we're going to ban that always, all of the that things that are, have not created problems, all of the commercially available regulated things. What it's going to do is cause more people to use the black market option and is going to kill more people. Yeah, but that we don't undoubtedly have, true. No, we don't have any evidence for anything else that's happened in history to show that that's actually what happened. Right. I mean, it's like I just I can't even I think it's like it's one of those things where, you know, Look, if my son, who is too young to even think about these things yet, but if my son was 15 years old and I caught him vaping, I would be freaking out as a parent because I would think it's a, a I don't want him to be a douche. Number one. <laughs> Most important. First number and one, foremost, let's get that one, out I don't of want the that way. to happen. And number two, it's a terrible habit. And it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a, you just don't want to get someone started. There's almost no evidence whatsoever that starting with vaping leads you to cigarettes. It is not, it's not the same problem. There's no scientific evidence that backs that up. But I can understand as a parent, you get freaked out by that. But what we're doing is we're pushing more people into the danger area. It's like, well, that side of the pool has sharks in it, and this one doesn't. Let's ban this side of the pool and see if anyone goes swimming in the other side. Like, we'll, that's but we'll put a sign idea. up that says, "Don't swim." Don't here. swim yeah. in this side. Yeah. We promise. Like we all know that these bans, government bans, fail. It's the same thing with guns. It's the same thing with drugs. It's the same thing with all of these things. But pushing people into more risky options is is. T- Typical we need government, to be, and we it's need to be why people safe. like Rashida Tlaib should be in it because it's the only job they're qualified for. Be as safe as possible in your douchery. Yeah, is what <laughs> thank I want. you, thank you. As safe as possible. Uh, speaking of douches, 
Barbie has, is now debuting gender-inclusive <laughs> dolls mm. because kids don't want their toys dictated by gender norms. Uh, so these dolls are free of labels who, you know, so that children can play with them to express themselves freely. And uh, let's see, the kits also bear the slogan, a doll line designed to keep labels out and invite everyone in. So all of the dolls are carefully manicured uh, and they, the features are like very. Oh, that looks like a girl. It looks like a girl. It's it's not, it's, it's but it's got right. It's the features are supposed to be gender neutral, so it looks like a girl, but it's got like the weird hipster dude hair. And also, then this one. Like well, do you know it's a boy because oh, the, the 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 eyes look very soft. There's not a lot of shark Could be a shirt. female. Yeah, shark shirts, I feel like. What, 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 is the, what is the implication wow. that, that girls don't look like girls and boys don't look like boys? Is that what we're getting to now? Is that like we all look the same now, too? I guess. Apparently. Like, I know yeah. like, our Apparently. genders mean nothing. Which, again, but, it doesn't make any sense. Why do you go for transgender, then? Like, why do you care? Right. If everyone looks the same. It is the tell, same. So why bother switching? I never understand that. There's like a big leap I'm in the logic confused. there. I'm very confused. Um, but I, I have two kids, and I know uh, you have a, a son as well, Sarah, and you know, yours are too young. Yeah, you're, you're, you're too, too young. You're too little at this point. Okay, I'll exclude. Um, but like, my, my daughter is in primetime Barbie age, right? All she cares about are gender norms. Yes. Like it's like legitimately the defining. Because you teach thing. her. No, I don't. Women, yes, you do. I do not. I put her. I don't. I've never taught I, her to be no, a girl. No, I do just love that. Because, well, and but that's how boys are too. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure your son was like this. Mine. I didn't teach him anything. We'd go to the store and he'd immediately want the dinosaurs and mm -hmm. the cars. Because you didn't force him to have the, the rainbow stuff. the rainbow, and put a skirt on him and tell him that I it's I did fine. not force him to See, do that. You're you right, because I'm a good parent. I can't deal with you but guys. But I mean, I'm sure your son is already displaying those types he of... He loves trucks and, yeah. and yeah. dinosaurs. Like, yeah. I didn't have to tell him. Nope. No, I, it's funny because I... No, he I, does I, like his kitchen a little bit too much. And I'm wondering <laughs> what's going on there. But, but we'll get to Men that. You'll, you'll work it out. It's okay. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I've seen this with my own kids. Like, I'm not like a big, you know, like a lot of, like, I don't really like encourage my kids to be like, I don't, they don't play a lot of like gun game. I don't give them yeah. violent games. I don't like, I don't necessarily encourage, um, you know, the typical sort of boy behaviors, like, you know, fighting and all that yeah, stuff. Same. Because I feel like, you know what, we're pretty good at that as guys. Like we have all of that douchery inside of yeah. us. Um, you know, you can learn that. You have plenty of time. Right. You know, I don't do that with them because it's just like, I feel like let That's them, they're are. gonna get that on their own, right? I, but th that being said, he still wants to play yes. every violent video game. Yes. He still wants to watch those movies. He still wants to do that stuff. And I didn't, I, I mean, like he has other kids around him who may be encouraging that, but that's not something that I encourage. Mm -hmm. It's just, it is like there's something, you know, there is, there is something there. I think the, the point is you don't try to engineer your child, let them gravitate to what they gravitate to. Yeah. Well, and then the flip side of that is if they tell you one time, hey, I, I think I'm a girl, yeah. you don't then go get yeah, if gender they gravitate, reassignment. If my son gravitates towards being a female, I'm not just going to let him do just that. Just get right. gender reassignment surgery, yeah, right? Like no. you, but like we all knew tomboys when we were kids, sure. right? Like yeah. girls that played a lot. Of, there you go, that Sarah was, me. was one of them, right? It's probably hard to believe, right. but that what was you me. you don't want to do is, like, you don't want to say, like, how dare you play a sport? Like, that's dumb, too. Right. But you don't need to lock in life-changing decisions when they're young, right. right? Like, let them be adults and lock in their life-changing decisions yeah. then. They want to do what they want to do then. Like, what are you going to do? As a parent, though, locking in, I want to be a boy when they're four years old mm -hmm. is complete insanity. And I, you know, I know I'm no Mario Lopez, but I feel like I can get away with saying it. Well, I mean, so is... 
teaching kids from this age that gender is not something that's, you know, you're not supposed to have a defined gender. You're just supposed no. to just be. And who knows what you want to decide. That's a lot of pressure to put on a kid. I mean, actually, I know I'm coming back to this exact same point, but I don't understand how it's simultaneously the most important thing in the world and the least important thing in the world. Like, if it doesn't matter and we're all the same and everyone's, like, the same and they all look the same and everyone's going to wear the same clothes, but at the same time, noticing someone's gender and calling them the right pronoun is the most important thing in the world. It can't be both the most and least important thing. It, you, can you pick a direction? And the answer to that, <laughs> of course, is Can you imagine how no. horrifying it's going to be when we all look the same and then we have to get the gender right and then we get in trouble and we get cancer <laughs> yeah, it's, we get it, it wrong? It's, it's terrifying. It's, it more and more that just sounds exhausting. It does. Uh, yesterday's poll, is it responsible to use children to further partisan political goals? I have to believe that 4% of you are trolling me right now. Wow. I was very clear <laughs> that I expected to see 100% no on this. No, it is never okay or responsible to use children to further political goals. I do think that this is one of those partisan things because you know what, when you see the cute kid who's arguing for Donald Trump, a lot of the Trump people are gonna like it. When you see the cute kid who's, who's talking about the Constitution, a lot of people on the right are gonna like it. They don't like it right now because Greta's in front yelling at everyone. I think, but I mean, like, do you remember the Trump songs that were happening during the campaign, like when all these kids would be up there? And I thought it there? was creepy. I thought it was creepy too, but I will out. say we were not the only one. We were the we, we were, were there was a limited minority. amount of people who <laughs> yeah. thought that was creepy at the time. And of course, you do have a lot of kids that are like, you know, they're, they they'll they'll read the Constitution and like those things are good. I think those there's nothing wrong with having a point. I think we've there's come a to difference the, yeah. though, but from that yes. and thrusting a child yes. onto a world stage to oh, come and yeah. lecture adults on politics. Yeah, I think fundamentally we've come to this point where we praise activism. As a thing, when like activism has to be leading to the right goal and done the right way. Right. Like, if your goal is to persuade someone, which theoretically is what you're supposed to be doing if you're trying to win people over to your climate change cause, yelling at everyone is never going to convince a person. This is just like making you feel like you do when you watch John Oliver. Right? Like you just <laughs> want to be. You, she's saying something that I want to say, and like that is not that doesn't convince anybody. It's no. you know it's it's not an effective tactic at least. Yeah. Uh, today's poll: Will the Democrats' impeachment inquiry? backfire. This is a very scientific poll, of course. So if everyone responds that it will backfire, then we know. <laughs> it will backfire. It will backfire. It will, so. it will influence the news. Uh, if what this you, is a 100%, it will definitely backfire. That's what, a, that we know. What do you think? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I have not completely digested why they've changed tactics on this. Part of me thinks this is very good for Joe Biden. And to lay it out in a couple sentences, really? this is now going to be perceived, this is going to be the highest profile thing other than just the actual horse race, right? Like, this is the highest uh, impeachment inquiry. And it, it is very much set up as a marquee battle between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. People are going to be, like, ingesting this news as Trump versus Biden. Mm. By, Trump is going to come out and say, well, you know who's really bad? Biden on this. And Biden's going to say, I wasn't bad. Look what he did. And it's going to elevate those point. two, I think, to the, to, to the marquee battle here. And I think the average person who's going to see this as, like, well, you know what? If I'm a Democrat right now and I want to stop Donald Trump, which is all they think about, Donald Trump, in my mind, again, in my mind that has been, you know, influenced by many media sources, Donald Trump basically risked his entire presidency to try to get dirt on Joe Biden. He didn't do that on Elizabeth Warren. Mm. He didn't do that on Bernie Sanders. He, he, Trump is telling you who he thinks the biggest threat is, and he thinks it's Joe Biden. And if I want someone who's going to come out and, and who is Donald Trump afraid of, it's Joe Biden. I, that's that's the that's going to affect my thinking a little bit.
And I think that's going to be the headline battle here. I think there's a good chance it actually helps Biden. Yeah. What do you think, Jason? I think I don't like that he has a much more insightful answer than me. Um, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. And now I want that to be my answer. Just, um, just take it. It's way too early to know for sure. You just say what yeah, he said. Ditto. Um, it's so weird. I was going to say the yeah, exact same things in the exact same it. order. And you already said it. Unless they get a bombshell, I think I've always said the same thing. I'm very uh, consistent on this. I think Trump is at his best when he is a victim, and this makes him the ultimate mm -hmm. victim. So unless they have something in their back pocket or they, they find a bombshell somewhere, I think this only helps them. It rallies people around them, um, and, and the media will stay at this 11, like, mm -hmm. hyperactive outrage mode, and that only makes like, people want, want to vote for them just as a middle finger to, right. to the whole system. And it's again, like it's, you know, Glenn uses this all the time, but it's like, you know, promise the Mercedes and give, and they keep delivering a Volkswagen. That's right? it, like that's over it. and over and over again, and I don't think that that's helping them. It's the polling has showed that yeah. as well. I like your point. Let's just switch. Cool. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Uh, you can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.